0: taking it back, I really kind of started social media publicly in 2020. I got back in um, from my deployment in late of November of 2020, and uh, it wasn't faith-based faith uh, generally, you know. I had steered away. I, I grew up in church, but it was for, in my opinion, I just was never connected because I had seen so much that went on in my home life and then around me that I just seen the persona of what God was doing, but it wasn't in my life. It was pretty much just kind of faking a smile. And that's why I'm so drawn to what I am today.
1: Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410.
0: Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states.
1: Everybody loves a hometown hero, don't you? Like, oh, I can think of people in my own hometown. And Ryan Griffiths is like the boy next door blended with the man who has really transcended a conversation in a market, in a neighborhood, if you will, in a community that stands alone when it comes to faith and when it comes to mental health. They keep it isolated. They keep it ostracized. It is not integrated. And yet that's really what the heart of Founder Collective is. It's really what the heart of being fit in faith means. And so I am wildly excited to introduce to you today Ryan Griffiths. Mr. Griffiths is what he goes by. It's his handle on all the social platforms. He stewards millions of people across platforms, and he's speaking to these very topics. He is active duty. He is in the military, and he is... Discussing real in depth conversations about the true mental health crisis that's taking place there and faith, and bringing them into this beautiful array of truth, which is capital T truth, in case you're curious, in the knowing and the knowledge that we don't live segregated lives. They are all intermingled. And so I can't wait for you to hear his heart, his genuine nature. He's so sweet. And I am also that he's going to be sharing the stage here soon at FounderCon. So if you don't already have your tickets or you're listening to this afterwards, you can still get the recordings. And for those who are getting tickets, who are coming to see us virtually or in person, you're going to get the recording. So regardless, you're tuning in to the backstory of this incredible man in the making, man in the mirror. I love that song. Uh, You guys are going to enjoy it. So thank you, Ryan, for being you. And I cannot wait to continue our friendship and just Serving the communities in the way that we do. All right, love you. Thanks for being here. Listen up. For such a time as this, we must grow our faith and business muscles. The self help industry is trying to own spirituality and well being, the entrepreneurial space is becoming flooded with business pursuits focused on success instead of sustenance. But the only one who can make us fully whole, fully free, and fully alive is Jesus. So I'm ecstatic you walked into this hypothetical gym today. I'm your trainer, Tamara Andress, also coined an entrepreneurial rabbi, teaching the pursuits of God, which unveil our purpose and ultimately unleash our desired provision. This FIT acronym is for founders, innovators, and trailblazers. Here, marketplace ministers conversate and educate to build others from the inside out while also sharing their testimonies of endurance. So while it's not a fitness podcast, I do surely care about your mental, physical, emotional, relational, financial, and spiritual health. You're going to hear all about it. If you're passionate about your becoming journey, leading others to greatness, and living a life of abundance and joy, then you're well on your way to being fit in faith. Let's hydrate. What is up, brother? I'm so excited to have you on the show today. A lot of you guys might not. Actually, you probably know him more than you know me. Let's be serious. Mr. Griffiths, Ryan is in the house. Uh, and you have, you always bless me when we are around each other. And even pre roll today, I'm just like, man, we need all of this on recording. And I just feel such a kindred spirit to you, which we know is God. And so I'm grateful to share you with the community today if they don't already know who you are. Uh, Ryan, thanks for being here.
0: Tamara, I'm super appreciative. You know, every time that I just get to be in your presence or anybody to be able to speak about my journey, my story and the grace of God, I'm super humbled. And it's always I'm just so thankful.
1: Yeah, it's so cool because you were just in Kentucky, which I've got a lot of family in Kentucky and Indiana area, and uh, you actually have some Kentucky stubble going on right now. I, I do, yeah. Which isn't yeah. usually there. I was cheating yeah. during the intro trailer because I'm like, oh my gosh, you're such a baby face. You still have a baby face, but now there's some facial hair connected to it. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's home for me in a lot of ways, even though I wasn't born and raised there. I go there all the time, and I want people to hear like the backstory of where it is that you kind of derive from came from from and why Mm -hmm. it is that you're such an advocate for mental health and breaking down those stigmas and showing up as an active duty military person to do this is like kind of vulnerable. And so we're going to get into like all the depths of that too, but let's go back first.
0: Yeah. So um, I grew up in Macquarie County, Kentucky. And then after I moved from Macquarie County, Kentucky, I actually went to Eastern Kentucky University where I graduated and then I commissioned as a United States um, Army soldier. And I then moved to Hawaii. After Hawaii, we were there for a couple of years. We went um, to Tennessee, Tennessee, we went to Missouri again, Missouri now to Colorado. So we've moved a few times, but um, Mm -hmm. I come from a very small town. The population is very low. Most of the county officials, the cops, EMTs, everybody knows everybody. Um, And the narrative being back in Kentucky is trying to switch that narrative of there's nothing that that That's good that comes out of that county. And I think my team and I wanted to showcase that, you know, there is good that comes from small towns. It isn't just the negative. I I think moving around as much as I have, there's pros and cons everywhere you go. So it was such a surreal experience for me to be able to go back and showcase that for my hometown
1: yeah he was telling us like he was known, but not for what he's known for now in that town. It's like Absolutely. the pre the pre-Jesus line that we mm-hmm. all have in our life. if we weren't raised in the church the way that I am honestly raising my children. so I'll, I'll be curious when they're, you know, whatever their future looks like, but I wonder if they'll have that pre and post that is so uh pl- blatant in my life. Hopefully mm-hmm. not. Let's just hope not. <laughs> That's the, the yeah. prayer of a mama, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that For that sure. doesn't happen. But now, Ryan, you you're really in this space of social media content creation. And it was something that kind of fell into your lap. It wasn't really like mm-hmm. something you intended to take root the way that it did. And I'd love yeah. to hear just like what that evolution was. And was your faith connected to it originally or no?
0: Yeah, so um, taking it back, I really kind of started social media publicly in 2020. I got back in um, from my deployment in late of November of 2020, and uh, it wasn't faith-based faith uh, generally. You know, I had steered away. I, I grew up in church, but it was for, in my opinion, I just was never connected because I had seen so much that went on in my home life and then around me that I just— seeing the persona of what God was doing, but it wasn't in my life. It was pretty much just kind of faking a smile. And that's why I'm so drawn to what I am today is because I seen the good that happened on Sundays, but I also seen so much bad and so much trauma uh, Monday through Saturday. But you always put on that, that smile on Sunday, like everything was okay. And I lived like that for the first 15 years of my life. Um, after being physically, mentally, emotionally abused, my parents ended up divorcing at 15 years old. And then it kind of struck me after my deployment, I had been putting on this fake smile my whole entire life and nobody really knew what we had went through and how poor we actually was. And after my deployment, I thought I could fake it even more, but then I was introduced to anxiety, depression, PTSD. And I got to my breaking point point. and, um, on my deployment, you know, I, I had those conversations and realization that I might, I may never make it back. Um, and I was talking with God and I, um, and I was saying, "You know if you allow me, if it 's your will for me to come back, mm-hmm. I will praise your name no matter the circumstances, and I will live for you and i 'll be i 'll be on that straight and narrow path and it fell into my lap. Mm-hmm. Um, I had never really had Facebook, I had never really been active on social media, and I was going through the deepest and darkest times after my deployment, um struggling with addiction and really just finding out who I was and then social media blew up and I, I made that promise, you know. If I'm, I can make it back alive, if God gets me back back from this deployment, it's all His will, not my will. So showing at the very bottom of my platforms when i had 1 follower i was praising him when i hit a million i was praising him <laughs> and still to this day you know it's it's always been him and nothing that i've done mm,
1: that's so good it's interesting that we have those like negotiable conversations with our creator mm-hmm. right and yeah. we're like at, we're really in those moments i feel like sometimes the closest to him because we're literally like i know you can hear me and if right. you can't hear me You're about to prove me wrong, and then I know you weren't there. (laughs) Yesterday on the show, I had someone who said this so profoundly, and I feel like it's so parallel to this. He said, either Jesus is the biggest liar that ever lived, or he wasn't, and you get to choose. And so there Mm -hmm. is truth, or there is lies. There is no gray. And so you got to this place of recognizing that, man, there is no gray, that it is all by the grace of God. And so you Mm -hmm. show up in that. I want to know when you were in that, that place, and I know that you still can be because Lord knows, I'm raising my hand over here, that it, mental health is uh, renewing of the mind daily, right? That's why right. he literally says daily yeah. is mm-hmm. you're going to run up against brick walls sometimes or the brick yeah. walls coming into you and you're trying to avoid it at all costs. How do you help people specifically in, um, you know, active duty arenas? Because PTSD in that regard is really different than the PTSD that I've dealt with from a trauma perspective.
0: Right, it, you know, it's always different approach with everybody that I encounter. But for me, and being so um, grounded in my faith, and uh, me realizing, you know, when I was going through that deployment, and we started taking contact, and I seen really it could be life or death for me. That's where I mean, it, it grounded me then. Like, hey, only reason that I made it out of the location that I was in it was because of God. And and now looking back, now only reason I made it out as the childhood and certain situations yeah. back then. It was always him. I just never knew it. Um, So that's kind of how I steer it is I I love to give people my personal experience, how God has changed my life and how he's been there when I didn't even know he was there. Because there's a lot of conversations where I talk to non-believers, and they're like, well, you know, I've been through this and God wasn't there. And I'm like, well, it it really you're not going to want to hear it. But he's been there all along. You just don't know it. Yeah. There's been plenty of times where when I was a younger kid, you know, and facing some of the troubles and trials that I've been through, I was just like, you know, if God was real, if God was here, he wouldn't have had me in those situations. God was with me every step of the way. Yeah. And and I truly believe that now. And And using my faith as a tool is, it's, it's just helped incredible because now I've, I have something that I, I grew up knowing, but I actually believe and I'm grounded upon that now.
1: Yeah. It's interesting because you do hear that a lot in the heartaches and the heartbreaks of people is like, <clears throat> there could possibly not be a God for so-and-so, like someone that you love to pass away or for someone to Mm -hmm. be born stillborn or like, you know, the list could just go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And I found in my hardest moments that God was actually there shaping me to become who I am now and who he still intends for me to become. Like it's just an element. It's a stepping stone. Now when death gets involved in that, and I know you and many, many have lost loved ones and fellow soldiers in, in the midst of war. It's hard to put that understanding to a grandiose plan that we can't possibly understand, but also to know that like, heartache and heartbreak as a result of sin whether that person was sinning or not it's a part of the story that unfolds and I think for mental health it's hard because we don't often want to take ownership to the parts of mental health we become more of the victim how do you like encourage people in that ownership path to be like yeah just like you said the the pre-Ryan in Kentucky took full ownership and that's who I am and was but it's not who I am now
0: Hey, you know, and I, I, I'm glad you asked that question because I, I say it a lot and I take ownership of, and I, I try to be transparent and honest throughout my platforms. And it's so easy being as an active duty soldier, uh, soldier and a member of the service, is because you don't see it often because a lot of people have that narrative that they're scared if they speak out, if they really let people know what's going on with them or how they're feeling, then they're going to get kicked out because the military can't use them. And I, I'm a good example of like, hey, it doesn't matter your rank you know I'm a an officer in the military I'm a pretty high leader just to showcase that it's okay not to be okay at times to be okay and once the soldiers see my platforms they relate to it and say oh wow he went through this he grew up like this oh he's changed in in this way and he's still active duty he's a soldier and he's representing the army and he's still being able to be transparent throughout his platform. So they look at that and they they look up to it and they resonate to it that if he can do it, I can do it.
1: Yeah, and I think that gives people an openness no matter your field. Right. And I, we speak a lot mm-hmm. here around like marketplace ministry and being an entrepreneur or being in the marketplace corporate arenas. And there seems to be this separateness of church and state, very much like there um, is in the military. Though I do find that, like, on the front lines, there's a lot more prayer happening than they might t- teach you <laughs> in combat school or, yeah. you know, in boot camp. But, like, mm-hmm. how could you not? Right. Like, your life is right. on the line in that moment. But, People, when they go into these corporate arenas, their life might not be on the line, but they are living their life. And whether they're living mm-hmm. their life fully or they're living their life in fear, um, is, is sadly a conversation that's constantly unfolding and people aren't living mm-hmm. that fullness, that wholeness that they can or that joy that they can. It becomes back to that mask that you were mentioning. And I think it's important for people to know that are listening here, regardless, like whenever I receive information or you're sharing on your uh, different modalities that you do, TikTok was kind of where it hit first, right? Um, yeah. But now it's everywhere is yeah. this knowing that like I receive that so much too. So it's not just walking out the same exact life. It's this knowledge of like, okay, I'm not alone. Okay. These are conversations that everyone is having inside of their head. And Ryan's just the brave one to say it out loud. Thank God. (laughs) Right? Like it's such a blessing. So as Mm -hmm. you've been saying that, do you find that there are more initiatives that are taking place inside of your field of work where people are, are looking to have group conversations or group sessions or therapy around this?
0: absolutely you know and i and i love it um where i'm grounded and I, i'm founded um and just being a believer itself you know because when individuals get a hold of my videos and they see the number behind the following i have you know it's never it's never been about the followers to me i was you can track down all my videos it's when i had one follower to 1 million so on and so forth It's it's because of him and not me, you know, and I'm able to confidently believe that in my journey and everything that I'm pursuing. At the end of the day, uh, I've always said, if God's want to wake me up each and every morning with air in my lungs and a voice to speak, then I'll do it in his name. And I've been able to showcase that through millions of individuals on platforms. And it's just been a huge blessing. And I think individuals look at that when they see like, oh, this officer, this soldier is in the military, he has 1.8 million followers. What is he talking about? Why does people resonate so much with him? And they're like, oh, he said Jesus in uniform. And they're like, we can do that. Oh, he said he was struggling. We can do that. And then that's always the the conversation starter. Like, are you not scared of doing that? And I'm like, the day that I cannot do that is the day that I'll hang it up.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that gives people such permission in a way yeah. that they don't think that they can. It almost makes me correlate to like, the Pharisees and Sadducees versus the tax collectors and frauds and all the people that were hanging out with Jesus is like, Hey, I'm Jesus's friends. They were more vocal in sharing of the Messiah than the ones who were following the protocol, right? The rules mm-hmm. and the regulations and signed on the dotted right. line. And so I there's freedom. That's ultimately what it is that you're displaying for people. And freedom right. from mental health, sure, but just freedom to be who God made you to be and to use the voice yeah. that God gave you. You said breath in your lungs, like every single day. If there's breath, then you're meant to share. And Absolutely. I think our voice is a part of our vocation. And a lot of people are afraid like they're locked out from being able to actually do anything because of fear of what other people will think, You know, fear of being held back, whatever that is. How did you develop your voice as a content creator? Um, Because I think that that's something a lot of people are afraid of. I don't want to get on camera, right? You, You work through a lot mentally in order to do what you do on a consistent basis.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a good question as well because I can remember when I first started, you know, I was 30 day I was less than 30 days being back from Iraq and my younger brother and I um was really struggling. We were struggling together and then we went on this journey for a whole year to become sober and that's really kind of where it started and i never launched a video on social media i was still scared of the camera but everything that i was going through all the dark times the troubles and trials and that journey i had saved those videos talking in that camera of like In a perspective of what I needed to hear, but it was from somebody else. And I would, I would listen to those videos and then I just launched one one day and so many people resonated with it and it went viral and it had comments and little did everybody know I had 300 of those videos saved. So I just constantly kept launching them and they're like and then 6 months down the road i launched one in uniform so now i had already had over half a million of followers that resonated with my story and my journey and what i was saying and what i was going through and i seen the struggle and pain through the comments and the dms and the emails from everybody and then once i re- people realized that i was a service member they're like Wow, he is actually really putting himself out there, and we're kind of intrigued that, um, and want to see what happens with his journey. So I was able to really connect with people through that aspect oh. of it.
1: Did you ask permission to do that before you did it?
0: Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I left it all. That's one of those things where I had full faith yeah. in the Lord and and was willing to, if the career had to end because of what I had to say on what I had to go through, wow. um, and how. Uh, god was changing my life and i was willing to hang up my uniform and put it in the closet and never look back and i think now nowadays looking back on it it was the best decision that i made because i think if it was left up to ryan he he wouldn't have done it you know like I, i was still scared but it was god saying hey no, don't ask. This, this yeah. is me. You do this and then we'll figure out the plan afterwards. And then, and now, I mean, I'm at a division level with um, legal advisors. I work with the PAO team and everybody sees the content. and I got full on approval and I've had no issues with the Army telling me that I cannot do what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, that's so rich. And it actually, I think, invites people into the Army. I know that seems kind of weird. They're like, oh, gosh, he's got all this PTSD. He's got all these mental health things. And that is definitely a part of it. But it allows people to know that they get to be themselves even in a place where it seems so regimen and that that identity is going to be taken from you. It it really invites them into the brotherhood of what – and I say brotherhood. I know a lot of women are in the Army too. I'm just saying that in in the context of we are sons and daughters, right? Um, So I just think that there's so much to that and the fact that you had – Already developed all of those things, not knowing again, like this is where God is in the details. God's mm-hmm. like, record this for yourself, record this for yeah. yourself. And He uses all things for good. And look what yeah. it's done to the other side of that. I wanted to ask mm-hmm. a question about the DMs because, as a coach, and I, I do something mm-hmm. totally different than you, but uh, in the context of not only business coaching, but I find myself life coaching all the time. Mm -hmm. I've been asked to life coach for people and I take women on retreats that have nothing to do with business, but I have found that there's this precursor to people who are effective in business and can truly activate is that they have Mm -hmm. to be able to activate their identity first, who they are. And so when you have all these DMs and you have all these comments and you've got people who are telling you about their perspective on suicide, their potential suicide or mm-hmm. the nightmares that they're having or the spouse that is dealing with such things, you're not a therapist. And yet right. I know that you can utilize the word to cut through any jargon in that regard or any enemy's tactics. How do you present yourself in that regard and what is kind of your methodology around it?
0: Yeah, it was very scary, especially being known as a service member Um by degree, by by default, I am not a therapist, and I never proclaimed to be. I mean, I, I think that was the the by regulation and the legal side of it, where I was the 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 most scared. I think is because I had all these messages, all these emails, all these soldiers, um, and it was good and bad. You know, mm-hmm. I had a lot that had a lot of positive message mm-hmm. uh, messages, but there was a lot that was very heartfelt and that it took a toll on me because I didn't realize how much pain and suffering that these soldiers and these service members had until I started reading them for myself, because I had never dealt with that. I've always uh, just dealt with my own issues um, and nobody else. So having those soldiers and them reach out to me, it, it was scary reading some of the messages and some of the DMs. And that's when I really had to start taking it serious, serious because I was like, hey, this isn't Just a me thing. This is a nationwide thing, and I was able to get the help that I needed first, um, and know the way to get help. So I had so many uh, outliers that were uh, able to really fill me in on the 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 way to direct soldiers and um, the utilization that we have in the army. So after I was able to get the help that I needed. I had so many resources and so many people to point them in the right direction to get those soldiers, to get civilians, individuals help um, that I really didn't even know was a thing until I went through the process. So I think going through that process myself and finding that help was able to give me that in my toolbox, and my arsenal when somebody did reach out. It's like, hey, this is what I've done. Yeah. Um, I'm not telling you that it's going to work. And, and I'm not a therapist by no means, but this is what I've done and, and it helped me.
1: Yeah, that's so powerful. powerful. And it goes back to your testimony, even with all of those other little pieces, right? Like, hey, Mm -hmm. try this. Hey, we did this. Hey, this is a good resource. Do you have any sort of like hub developed where people can just like easily jump into a resource space with information that you provided?
0: Yeah. So, um, a lot of it's just army provided and okay. I, I'm able to send them through the army channels and the army takes care of it. Um, I personally don't deal with it. None myself. I deal with a lot of stuff on the civilian side where I'm able to reach out and I have a team that does one-on-ones and sends them the, the right links. And it, even if they don't want to talk to me, you know, cause yeah. I think I found that, um, running into that problem as well is like people are opening up better to somebody that they see on social media that they've never met in their life, um, opposed to a family and friend. And, and I resonated with that as well. You know, I was struggling and was going through those dark times and I did, I, I was reaching out more on social media to people that I didn't know, opposed yeah. to my family and friends and my loved ones. Yeah. Um, and it resonated so much. And that's when I seen the, it really resonate with everybody that had been following because I was able to be a stranger to somebody, but provide them the right information and direct them in to the ways that I was going as well.
1: Yeah. I think when you get into like those more intimate relationships, there's such um, expectation of judgment and and shame, Mm -hmm. you know, or like, I need you to be this strong person, Ryan, like your wife, right? For instance, that's kind of a great concept. Like, what do you mean? You didn't, you didn't tell me about that nightmare. You didn't tell me about that. Right. Um, I'm sure that's a different story now that she's like, you better tell me first. There's gotta be some (laughs) sort of law. I would be, I would be drawing a line on certain things. Right. Um, but still the, the knowledge of that experience. And it's also an evolution where I think when people start somewhere and they have this expectation of what that could become, um, and Mm -hmm. then God blows their minds as he did yours. Now, as you look to the future from a vision perspective, How do you anticipate to maintain, if not grow? Like, what are some of the projects that you're working on that came out of what was thin air into this amazing opportunity?
0: Yeah, it's been life changing. Uh, It's going on three years now. And, you know, in hindsight, when I launched those videos and then when I really launched the one in uniform, I thought, you know, My service time is going to end because of what I'm going through and uh, the mental illness and everything that I was struggling with. And it just reversed it for me. And it, and it honestly gave me more of a drive to now be the light and the beacon that I am and just be a servant for those individuals that are in the uniform and without. And I don't plan on getting out anytime soon. And it's just continuing to grow because I have so much support in the army and outside. I have a whole team now and. You know, I, I said it and I always say it, I won't stop until I'm hurt around the world. And it's just so many projects that are going on that I'm able to get on these platforms and they continue to grow. And I have no intentions on slowing down or stopping anytime soon. and And if... If it gets to that point where I'm not allowed, uh, then I'll I'll hang it up and I'll pursue it on the civilian side, but I've I've not come close to that point yet.
1: Yeah, so good. I actually have a girlfriend right now who's walking through. Um, She's the spouse of someone who is in the military, and um, it is really hard to be a friend to that and and, and want to give them all of the resources and the tools, but also not knowing anything about what that version of mental health is Mm -hmm. like um right. having you know to take guns out of a home and having to do things that are like ugh like my heart just yearns for them to have resources and they actually yeah. feel that there isn't a lot that <clears throat> there there's nothing for the spouses who are walking yep. through it um is there have you heard of anything in that regard
0: Yeah so you know I get um I've received messages and DMs and emails from Children all the way up to individuals that are eighty years old ninety years old that are still in the service outside the service and you know with and i think what really helps me and i'm able to resonate with a lot of people throughout my platforms is i i had dealt with all of this um way before the service yeah you know my child my childhood trauma sure. uh, being physically mentally emotionally abused being um in a and involved with that aspect of it as a child and then trying to transition and then running into it myself and then dealing with the PTSD, depression, all that. It's kind of gave me a toolbox of where I can pull that from. And it's it's really resonated with a lot of people because it doesn't have to just be PTSD that I talk about or mental health, you know, abuse, alcoholism, um, being uh, from a poverty small town to to where I'm at, I, where I'm at now, you know, um, and it, a lot of people are able to reach out. And I and I, I see that a lot. It isn't just service members that reaches out. Yeah. It's, hey, my husband's struggling. How can I help him? And now my wife and I, when we get to talk, you know, it she she has that communication piece with me where I'm able to give that feedback to to those individuals, like, hey, like, th- this is how my wife was able to help me. Yeah. This is how she was able to help me be a better father after I came back. Because, you know, everybody struggles in a different way. Yeah. But I, I found that now the whole team that I have is just being able to have that, um, not only situation awareness where I've been through it, but also being able to get the feedback and information from other people that that are within my family, my loved ones, and my friends, and being able to relay that to everybody, not just service members.
1: Yeah. I think that's incredibly important. And in that like, even just mm-hmm. to say it from the kid's perspective, I mean, holy moly, there's so, there's just so many resources that are available to people. Um, and they don't have to stay alone. It just feels like it's, uh, this big chasm, especially when you go to Google and you're like, well, what do I type in? Right. <laughs> and so a lot of people aren't typing anything in, but they mm-hmm. are scrolling social media so you're right. showing up in this place where you can breathe mm-hmm. life and bring light to a mm-hmm. platforms that most people deem as evil, you know. And this is where we know that that's not true, but people say it all the time. Oh, Instagram's the devil. TikTok's the devil. Mm-hmm. It's owned by China, yeah. and you know all these. Yeah. Yes, yeah, maybe, sure. However, wow. God will use yeah. it all for His good, and He's doing that through your platform. I'm excited for the projects that are coming. My brain is already ideating. I know we've talked about books in the past, but I'm thinking like, mm-hmm. gosh, there's got to be a documentary on this. There's got to be an opportunity for these people to share their stories. It's almost like what intervention is, but the other side of intervention where you see people who have gone through and faced their battles mainly out of a space of vulnerability. You talk about how vulnerability is not a weakness, even though it's perceived Mm -hmm. as such, especially as a man and honestly, especially as a Christian right? They yeah. think like, you're showing emotion. You're a man of God. Oh, you're just a weakling. Mm-hmm. What are you going to just throw Jesus in front of me? He was weak too. <laughs> right? right? And they've yeah. got this totally like it's a discombobulated lens. And mm-hmm. so I just love the empowering that you're allowing men to go on this journey um, and really just vocalizing it from a new lens that a lot of people would say isn't new um that mental health is kind of a conversation that's been around but really in the context of how you're presenting it i do think it's mm-hmm. brand new
0: yeah and you know i have seen that and I, I get that a lot it's the positive impact there there's a lot of it but when i first started there was way more negative than there was positive and it really took a toll on me as well because if i wasn't grounded at that point and really what i stood for and what i I I believed in, I would have stopped because there was one point where I kind of contemplated it because when I was getting death threats, I was getting phone calls, I was getting emails, you know, we now are publicly known, my wife and kids were being seen out in public, people were taking pictures, screenshots and all that. Um, So I kind of was like, you know, is this really the the route that I want to go down? And I contemplated on stopping. It was uh, mid-2022, and I had not posted for two or three weeks, which is huge for an influencer or or somebody that's trying to, like, to... Be a content creator if you will. Yeah. Two or three weeks without your followers or people that love your content um, is it, huge. And it wasn't until I received a DM. It was a younger child. He was uh, 12 years old. And he seen one of my videos about me talking about Christ and where I really, where my foundation and stuff was grounded at. And he said, You know, I, I scrolled through your content today and your page. And if it wasn't for you, I had all intentions on ending my life. Mm-hmm. And, uh,. From that point on, I just was like, hey, I, I'm I'm tackling it full force, and it's individuals like that that was able to be honest, and I was able to showcase that through my platforms as we all go through stuff in life, um, and it's okay not to be okay, but there's people out there struggling, and I can be a light, and I can help them through the situations, troubles, and trials that I've been through, and it, if it just helps one person, then it's all been worth it.
1: It's interesting because as you say that, even like my heart's desire, even in the midst of having this zone of genius around business development and entrepreneurship, it's like at the end of the day, Tamara, and my my COO asks me this all the time, at the end of the day, What, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I just want to teach people about Jesus. I just want to show up. And I just want them to know that there's more than the system and operation. Mm -hmm. There's more than the business plan. There's more than the finances. There's like so much more. And if I could just speak and teach on that all day long, I would. And so she's like, great, we're going to make that happen. Like that's, yeah. where, that's where we're going so that you can have yeah. the capacity to do that because from mm-hmm. writing to speaking to poetry to all the things, I, I just am mm-hmm. so passionate about it. And I think we get so stuck in the way of like even how do I get out of this dark place that there needs to be this road map. How do I get into this bright light? How do I get onto that stage? How do I share this thing that I've gone through? Is that we're Mm -hmm. all called to be messengers and the way in which we share our message, it doesn't have to be so difficult. (laughs) Like, Literally, we make it so hard and we're trying to follow the way that other people did it. So you're listening to Ryan and you're like, okay, so I just need to record 300 videos for the next three days. No, no. We're telling (laughs) you, get out there, turn the mic on right now and start the video Mm -hmm. today because you could truly save somebody's life. And is mm-hmm. it worth it for that? Absolutely. That's somebody's eternity that is on the line yeah. based on you not sharing, right? Right. And,
0: and it's and it's wild because, you know, um, after social media really started taking off, it was probably about the million – mark when I really started getting brands and sponsorships wanting to reach out and me to be a face of their brands. And I, there's a lot of them that I turned down. I work with very few because of really, I, I, I want to have the freedom to say what I want to when I want to and everything and be transparent. And a lot of brands aren't up for that. So I, I work with a very few. Um, but it was about the million mark when I realized like, hey, this can be a, a real thing right now. I can speak, um, intelligently on every situation that I've been through, my journey, and, and just be a light and a beacon. And that, that's what I plan on doing and, and pursuing. And, and I won't stop.
1: Yeah, well, I'm so excited because when I first got to hear you and just meet you firsthand, it didn't even matter about the stage experience and embraced your ambition, but I knew that I wanted you to speak into these entrepreneurs because mental health is a real conversation in the climb to wherever everybody thinks they're going. I can't wait to find out when we get to heaven like where they actually right. ended up, right? <laughs> yeah. But I know that mental health, depression, it, it really does become this place where people think that they're struggling alone. We have this weekly discipleship call connected to Foundations Con, and every single week, just the tears and the outpouring and the isolation mm-hmm. that occurs in this chasm of our mind, um, to have you come and share at the conference is going to be such a gift to people um, because it's through the lens of social media growth. Sure, a lot of people, that's what they mm-hmm. want from you or they think they mm-hmm. want from you. But what right. they really want from you is what the Lord has done in and through you and is allowing mm-hmm. you to do on a consistent basis. So it's kind of one of those things where you're like throwing out the hook, but the baby is like really good stuff and that's what they're going to get. It's a both and experience.
0: And, And I get that a lot too because even working with and emailing back with the brand and sponsors, you know, after it really started taking off, I had so many... CEOs and members, influencers and managers reach out and was like, Hey, get us in contact with your manager. Like we don't have any information on your team, your manager. We need to speak to like who, ma-. and I was, uh, and this was at 1.5, 5, 5 followers, you wow. know, my wife and I have done it odd. I've never done a, I've never had a manager until literally three weeks ago. I now have a PR (laughs) team. I have a videographer, a photographer. So we now have a whole team, but for the individuals that are listening, like you said, it doesn't have to be a full on team and thinking like, Hey, this has to be a professional manner and, and professional videos all the time. I gained one point million. 1.5 1.5 million followers and had no team. I made 30 second clips and it was me and Jesus the whole way doing it <laughs> just me being honest and I was like, "Hey, that was my team right there." Because a lot of people think that when they see the platforms like, "Wow, he must have a huge team behind him." And right. and I never did. I had all those brands reaching out wanting to speak to my manager and I never had <laughs> no like, manager. I'll oh,
1: put them in touch with hello at MrGriffiths.com. <laughs> <Right. Yeah.
0: laughs>
1: They'll be right with you. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's so good. Well, and I also think that there is a lot to that growth, that time frame mm-hmm. of really getting to know what worked? Why it worked? What landed? What didn't land? What are the people saying in the comments? If you didn't have that pulse on your community, you mm-hmm. wouldn't have been able to consistently serve them. It, I don't believe in the capacity in which Absolutely. you have, you know, and I right. love like your. Um, series things that you'll do or like when somebody responds to something and then you make a video based on said response, that really mm-hmm. shows the community that like, wow, he's not just doing this for himself. He actually engages. He actually is a community right nurturer mm-hmm. and not just mm-hmm. somebody who wants an audience. And I think right. you can see very clearly the variables yeah. who people who also have millions of followers and there is no connection. They're like way off in the stratosphere. And that's one of the things about even FounderCon. I've talked with everyone about, like I could bring in lots of different speakers, but the speakers I choose to bring in are people who are a part of the family. Like they're right. okay. If they have to sit at the kids table, right? Like yep. that's a part Absolutely. of it. Okay. Okay. And and if you're expecting to come in and then fly out or come in and Mm -hmm. have the name on the main marquee and then never interact with people, I just think that might work for a short period of time. But when we talk Mm -hmm. about mental health and we talk about isolation, (laughs) you're literally creating that for yourself. And that's what happens to people like, you know, the happiest man on the earth. I always thought Robin Williams was like the happiest man, right? Right. And you hear what happens with his life and it's Mm -hmm. just... So heartbreaking and that doesn't have to yeah. be people's stories, but you also have to be willing to mm-hmm. to air your dirty laundry a little bit.
0: Yeah, and and I love doing it as well, Um, especially meeting people out in public, like you were saying, face-to-face, because a lot of people see the numbers, and they get fixated on the numbers, and once I comment back, or I email back, or even when somebody comes up and sees me in person, they're like, wow, you're the same person on social media (laughs) than you are in person, and it was like, no, I never thought that I could just come up and talk, and it's literally when I I talk to these individuals, I can go on conversations with them forever, and it feels like I've known them for my whole life, because they know my story, yeah. And I'm trying to get to know theirs. And they're like, Wow, I've never seen a creator just being so genuine and being transparent from his platforms and then seeing you in person. You're the same individual. And it's shocking to me that because <laughs> I'm just like, I come from a, hum- a humble beginning where I was dirt poor, you know, like, I don't think that I'm nothing special. It's, yeah. it's It's God and his journey, and I'm just just along for the ride.
1: It's so good, Ryan. It's funny because when I met you, I didn't know anything about your social media.
0: Zero. Right.
1: Zip, y'all. I I literally, I was just like, hey, how's it going? We're just having Mm -hmm. a good old candid conversation. I'm like, tell me about yourself. So it really was this like get to know you experience, and I just like fell in love with the character qualities that you have that share Jesus, which is ultimately Mm -hmm. just like you're very um, unassuming and and that is such <laughs> yeah. a, a gift that's such a gift because a lot of people mm-hmm. don't have that and especially knowing that ego and pride and greed are all huge mm-hmm. elements of things that we as a human flesh and I'm pointing like everyone like myself included right. we have to constantly be warring against so that the enemy can't take a stronghold there and i think your humble beginnings are what keep you humble and i know yes. that it's Jesus too but it's it's a beautiful thing to witness from as a friend
0: and and you know like our conversation when we had met that was the first time that you and I had met and we neither one really knew each other and that's how I, I love how it's now created something so special is because a lot of times individuals see the number but i would love for individuals to know me and who i am my character's and morals before they see the platforms yeah. and then when they see the platform they're like wow like <laughs> that i just now had a conversation with that dude and that's basically how ours went and, was, and i knew yeah. within the first 30 seconds of speaking to you i was like Wow, that, and and once I walked off, I was like, wow, that was one of those conversations that are, that I'll remember forever that I just fell in love with that is just, that was just so easy and genuine. And, and now the connection that we have is just so unreal.
1: Yeah, it's so great, Ryan. I'm so grateful for that. You guys might know him as Mr. Griffiths. And if you don't, you need to find him on all the platforms. He is just such a a gem. I'm so grateful to call you friend and brother and so excited to share you with the community, not only here in Fit and Faith, but also with the Founder Collective community and what's going to be happening over there. There's a lot of good news I have to share with you offline because we're not revealing it until Founder, but um, for those who are joining us, we hope that you come in person, and if you can't, there is, of course, a virtual opportunity so anyone in your community can come and learn a little bit deeper. There's going to be a whole mental health advocacy um, panel. So we're really excited about all the different genres of people who are coming to speak to that. And then Ryan will also have a roundtable breakout, which we're pumped for. Um, and I didn't even realize, Ryan, when I secured that, because I just did it based on the date of, of last year, it's Veterans Day weekend. Did right. you know yeah. that? I'm sure no, you did. I had no, I, well, it well,
0: is. I, then I didn't. And now looking at the calendar and the schedule, I realized it a few months ago and I was just like,
1: Oh, I mean, it's going to be amazing because even our MC is a veteran. It's going to be so Mm -hmm. rich um, to serve in that regard and to serve you all and just to honor you for what you guys do, though you're not quite a veteran. You know many, and so mm-hmm. we're grateful for the service that you've put in and how you're showing up for the world. It's actually my dad's birthday today, who is a veteran, and um, he is actually struggling in some of the same realms that both of us have from an addiction standpoint, mm-hmm. even still today, and that is, this whole conversation, been what's been on my heart is that there is hope and that there is redemption and that there are resources and people like you who are willing to be raw and real and help people out of dark places. And so um, thank you for what you do. It means so much to me.
0: Well, Tamara, I appreciate you as well. Um, And if there's anything that I can do to help, I'm always willing. But just being in your presence and being able to talk to you, it's always just so fulfilling. So I appreciate you allowing me to come on here. And I can't wait to see what the future holds.
1: Love you, brother. Thank you so much. You guys get in touch with Ryan in all the different ways that you can. And hopefully you'll be in person with us and founder and give him a hug. All right, well, that's a wrap for this show. I am so expectant to see you in the room. FounderCon 2023 is about to happen in Raleigh, North Carolina, November 10th and 11th. If you are not there, The square. Just kidding. If you are not there, I want to invite you to come to the virtual stage. We have truly designed a stage and experience, whether you're at home or in person, that is unlike anything I've ever been to. And I'm not saying that lightly. I'm saying that because Christ truly has shaped this event, not only with the people and the speakers that are there, but with the construction of how we are sharing the word, the good news and developing your businesses intricately. If you are still on the fence about like, what does this look like? Why would I join? There is so much content on the website for you to be able to know what exactly we're going over. But I want you to know there's some of the things that you're going to learn and what you will be able to extract and take away. TEDx conversations. Do you want to be on a TEDx stage? Do you want to learn from a TEDx coach? Health integration. How does your physical body and your blood work even have to play into your story and endurance of the race in which you are on? E-commerce and brick and mortar stores. We're going to be speaking specifically into how to develop those from a product lens uh, and how to make those effective, especially if you're a content creator. There can be some additional revenue sources uh, that could really support your business. What about the five-fold ministry and the spiritual gift integration of truly igniting marketplace ministry and how you serve, whether you have faith out front in your business or faith is what fuels you, either way is right if that's the way that the Lord has led you specifically. But how do you utilize this anointing and your gifts as an integration point to serve your community? Next, you're going to learn about marriages and how to develop a healthy marriage in the midst of entrepreneurship. Movements. How do you design a movement connected to the community build, connected to the words that are going to be across the nation? What does that look like? You're going to learn from movement makers themselves. Then we're also going to unpack ministry and what does it mean to be in ministry? And what does the nonprofit world look like connected to ministry? We speak to business tree all day long at the FounderCon conference. And so this is really going to allow you to have fresh eyes on what does that actually mean? How do we operate as leaders in a business tree? We're going to be talking about meditation and mindset and have an intentional practice of how we show up to, to a work. Every single day. And that work is an element of worship. And so how is work a posture of worship? You're going to hear from our worship team and other artists that are coming to the stage to unpack. How do we show up in that authenticity for people every single day? Again, the publishing industry is obviously going to have a forethought here because I really believe on taking those messages to the masses and a book is an amazing way to not only leave legacy, but to develop people, equip people, to disciple people in a really rich essence, even if you don't have direct access to them until they get your words in their hand. We're also going to talk and learn about the Christian Chamber of Commerce. You might not even know that this exists. Well, it is being developed right now, and the president of that organization is going to come and share about the importance of it and how it's actually developing and how you can potentially get involved as well in your local neighborhoods and communities. We're going to be talking about building global community as well as the importance of local community. So you hear from local, we're going to go global. We always do. We're going to be talking about uh, the lens of network marketing and MLM and how you could leverage that in your business because I do know that there are entrepreneurs that are doing this solely to help provide for their family. And it is amazing what happens when you can utilize and leverage as an entrepreneur what it looks like to exist in the marketplace. Additionally, understanding that it could just be an arm piece to what it is that you do. This is an essence of affiliate marketing. Also, understanding that there might be a place where you feel like that network marketing is running a little bit dry or that you're not able to use and infuse your faith or gifting as much as you like. And so you're trying to develop something on the side until that becomes the full-time thing and you can drop that. I've got to serve a lot of audience and community members who this is their story. It's been amazing to watch them leverage that marketing and pull it into what God has called them to do in this new season. We're going to talk about mental health unlocks. We're going to talk about leadership. We're also going to talk about money. I mentioned money when Kristen, you got to hear from her earlier, but Kristen is a wealth guru, right? And so how can we scale to six figures, seven figures and beyond? We as Christians, if we serve a rich daddy, we have that inheritance, right? We have that birthright to manage it, but we have to understand how are we stewarding it? How are we managing it? Is our money working for us or are we burying our talents? So... That was a mouthful. There's still so much that I didn't tap into with the different genres of panels that we're going to have and the individual speakers that are coming to teach and train in person as well as virtually. As I said, there will be roundtables and experts and workshops happening. And for the virtual people, while you might not get to have that direct access with these speakers, we are bringing some incredible virtual hosts who will be training you, developing you, and pouring into you during that time. So you will be served in a whole different capacity than the people in person, and yet you'll still have access to all of this in-person richness too. So this is not your average conference. This is not a stage to motivate you. We know you are motivated. It is not a stage filled with testimonies and storytelling, though I love both of those things and you might hear bits and pieces here and there, this is a training ground. This is an equipping zone. This is discipleship in action, and it is applicable and attainable for you to be in the room right now. Revival is now. Marketplace ministry revival is now. So let's clarify your next move and get you founded in Him. And if you're not yet, or you are already, and you're like, I got that part, let's talk about the remaining, the abiding and the critical need of consistent momentum towards the call. We love you. We're inviting you in. Go to www.thefoundercon.com and get your tickets today. You will not be sorry. you over there. Check it out, and thanks again, Life Audio, for being you.
0: Have you ever attempted to read the entire
1: Bible? Did you do it, or did you only make it part way?